welcome to season six of the Self-Care 101 podcast, hosted by life coach Pooja K. McClymont. This season is about awakening the leader within so that you can be empowered to create an extraordinary life. We'll be diving deep into self-awareness, compassion, and resilience, covering a wide range of topics to help you expand your potential through powerful insights from ancient wisdom and modern psychology. I'm so grateful that you're listening. And if you enjoy today's show, I'd love it if you would leave me a short review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. It really helps the show get discovered by others and helps me know that you like it too. Thank you so much for listening today. Now let's get to it. Hello, it's season six, episode three. We live in a really weird time. We cancel people for making even the tiniest mistake which makes me think that we're losing empathy and compassion. We berate people we don't know, hiding behind screens, and we participate in driving people to struggle with mental health conditions. We don't like it when someone is doing better than we are in any facet of their life, and we don't dare to look at ourselves and take responsibility for our own lack of growth. Like most things in our fast-paced, information-heavy culture, we've lost sight of the meaning of words and actions just like the word success. Success has its value determined by the individual, but we so rarely question what success actually means to us that we end up running on life's treadmill, never being able to pull the stop ring. Now, success isn't a dirty word. It's actually the expression of your existence in this life. What I mean is, we're all born with a purpose. We may not know what that purpose is, but we know we're called to certain things and we usually fulfill them. From the person who sweeps the road immaculately to the investment banker who makes people richer, we all have a part to play in the current world that we live in. But to thrive is to know what success means to us individually. What's hardest is sticking to your version of success and not feeling unsuccessful because others are doing perceptually better than you. If you want success in your life with all its positive attributes, I have created this episode just for you. It's not a show based on conventional success. There's nothing conventional about me. It's about learning who you are and what's important to you. How do you want to feel when success is achieved? The episode's about being empowered to live your life according to your personal definition of success. Being empowered is key here because if you don't believe in your definition of success, you'll never achieve it. So success isn't a dirty word. Let's reframe the narrative and create a definition that makes the most sense to you at whatever stage of life you're in right now. I was inspired to create this episode because my own definition of success has changed recently. Having a baby at 43 wasn't something that I thought I'd be doing when I was in my 20s. But here we are, an eight-year age gap between the two kids. Dad in a job that he likes, but he's not living his best life there. And a mum who is hell-bent on achieving her goals. But there's less time now. If I'm really hard on myself, there are 23 years left until I should officially retire from work. This model doesn't work in our current economy, does it? At the moment, I don't have enough of a pension pot to even consider retirement, but I know I still have a little time to get that looking better. But retirement for me isn't going on cruises and eating microwavable meals. It's to remain active and even work. I love to work. It's really fulfilling. 
And because I now work in something that is so purposeful, I can easily see myself being in my 80s delivering keynotes around the world, so long as I have my health. So as much as having a new baby has made me realise my mortality more, it's also put a rocket up my arse to stop messing around and actually do the great things that I say in my head, and probably on this podcast, that I actually want to do. It means that I do need to redefine success, again, (laughs) for where I currently am in my life. Where success in my teens was the capitalist version of success, education, marriage, house, kids, investments, pension, retire. Then in my 30s, build a thriving, profitable business and buy a huge villa in Spain. It's now become get your body in the best health it's ever been in if you want to meet your grandchildren. It's become what can you do to make life better for others? It's become how can you push your ego aside and nurture relationships with family and friends? It's become, how do you want to spend your time? How do you want to feel at the end of every day? What can you do now that you thought you could only do once success was achieved that would make you feel successful now? I mean, that's mostly related to financial abundance. Are you grateful enough to see that you're already a success? These questions aren't just for me. These questions are for you to consider, which is why I say them in first person. You have an opportunity to pause right now and reevaluate your whole life. And I invite you to literally pause this episode and create a spreadsheet, love a spreadsheet, which has the years remaining to retirement and mortality. And be generous with mortality so that you can be in great health starting from today. In the next column, put your age each year. You might have already done a version of this and it probably lives in your head, but I bet it feels really different in your body now when you can see it all written out. This exercise is hard. This is deep diving and it does require a lot of compassion and even time and space to really absorb what you write. So be patient with yourself. Sit with those numbers for a while. See how you feel. Are you sad? Are you worried that there's little time left to achieve your goals? Are you proud of yourself? Can you see that your life is panning out exactly as you wanted? Now in the next column, fill in what you want to have accomplished or what you want to accomplish in a particular year. So for instance, when I did this, I added my parents' ages and my kids' ages in as well. Now the parents' one was very scary, but it created a huge shift in me that means I spend more quality time with them rather than just using them as my childcare providers. The kids' column is also interesting. List out their school years, primary, secondary, college, uni, whatever, when they might have kids, so that you can see how old you might be as a grandparent. Now at this point, I know that you might be feeling overwhelmed, and you should, but don't dwell. What you've just created is your literal life plan. No vision, no dream. For the most part, it's reality. The things that can't be controlled, like meeting a partner or getting pregnant, the kids' choices as adults, these items are nothing you can do anything about. Putting those items onto the spreadsheet is just to give you a rough idea of where you'll be. So sit back and view this document. Whatever you've been chasing up until this point in time, the point in time is related to the moment that you complete 
the actual exercise. So whatever you've been chasing up until this point in time has probably changed in an instant. You've just realized what is most important to you. But if you haven't had that insight or realization, it's okay. Let's work through the two main responses that you'll have when you do this exercise. So one way that you might be feeling after doing this exercise is that you're overwhelmed. You're sad. You're feeling like a failure. My response to that is grieve it. Do not ignore your feelings. Feel them. Cry, shout, get angry with yourself. Release those feelings straight away. Only do this if you want to make changes to the rest of your life. If you're not ready to make changes, then it's just not time yet. And don't be dispelled by that either. Your psyche might need some more time to absorb your findings. So let time happen. Most things can still be achieved no matter how much time you have. So don't get discouraged yet. Journal out your feelings. Talk to a therapist or friend. Release, release, release. The other way you might be feeling is that you're pleased with what you've achieved so far and you know that you'll be able to accomplish the rest. So how does that feel? Does it feel fulfilling? Do you want to do anything differently? If you know your values, does your success align with them? For instance, if you've got kids and a value is to spend time with them, do you? Is it enough? Are you content with how your relationships are? What would you love to improve in your life now that you can see it on the screen? A bonus point of how you might be feeling is that you don't want to chase the original plan. If, like me, you look at the years, the ages, and revisit your plans, you might be wondering if there's another way. The answer is yes. There is. But this takes a huge amount of resilience and empowerment to achieve because you're doing it completely differently from the way everyone else is. One of my superpowers or gifts is that I can see what others can't see. It's not psychic ability, it's perspective. Recently, I was feeling pretty down and I spoke to a friend and he started asking me questions to help me through. And my response was, I don't dwell on my problems, I think in solutions. And I really do, I think in solutions. But this isn't always helpful because I only have my own view. So by talking it out, I saw the different perspectives I was missing when I was feeling sorry for myself and trying to find the solutions. Perspective is a fierce tool in how we live our lives and the strength that it takes to maintain it in everyday life is a lot. This weaves in nicely with why I changed my business tagline to awaken the leader within and transform your life. Because we're the only ones who know what we truly want. And we're the only ones who can get ourselves to where we want to be in life, even with the things that are out of our control. I think it's really easy for us to succumb to the vision of success that we have all been brought up to believe is success. But like with most things that don't have a holistic kind of strategy to them, we tend to come to some sort of disconnect in our lives where we're feeling unfulfilled. And that unfulfillment is because even though we followed the path of this traditional success, we've achieved the things, we've bought the things as a result of achieving the things, or we have made an impact through the success that we've done, we didn't realize that we needed to feel a certain way 
once those things had been achieved. So whether you are someone who makes money for a living, right? And when I say that, I mean, you either are in a high paying job and you do that job and you probably do it for a company that makes more money based on selling things. But essentially, it's, it's that beast of manufacturing, right? Or that beast of investment or the beast of the legal world, wherever your money is. That form of success is fine if it serves a purpose, if it helps you to feel fulfilled. But if you just keep chasing numbers, 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 there's no kind of point of fulfillment that you can ever achieve. If you're just chasing things like houses, cars, travel, things like that, you're going to miss out on what the feeling of fulfillment actually is. So it's a really good exercise to look at this spreadsheet and just really take a step back to understand what you want success to feel like. Actually, what does it feel like? I buzz with joy whenever there is some commentary in the press that I've written for a journalist. I really love that. And that sits with me for like a whole week. I revel in that success because that's really important. I place a high value in getting press coverage in my work. That's really important to me. So I do feel that and I feel very proud of it. I will often look at my press page on my website and go, oh my God, Harper's Bazaar, Telegraph, who even am I? You're like, it's just bizarre to me, but it feels really good. When I get time in my day to actually sit and play with my son in his bedroom with his trains or look at his many train lines that he draws, if I can be truly present in that moment, I have been successful that day as a parent and that's what makes me feel good. If when I'm with my husband and he's been doing my head in and I realize that I've been the one perpetuating that, if I can sit down and say to him, I know I'm giving you a hard time at the moment. I'm really aware of it and I'm really sorry and I will try to be better. For me, I've created success in my relationship that day. I look at the picture of us when we got married and I remember who he is. I remember who we are as a couple and I come back to that person. But I want you to take the time to reframe success and really feel empowered by how you view success. There was a time where I thought it was really important for me to have a house, to live in a house, a three-bedroom semi with a garden and things like that. Our economy is making it ridiculous to buy anything decent. But I have been open enough, but I've been open enough to be flexible in my thinking that I don't need to buy a house to be successful. I need to keep a nice home, a comfortable home for my family. That is success for me right? So you see how I define the difference there? The house itself doesn't define the success, but the home defines success. A place where they feel comfortable, a place where people can come and enjoy as well, you know, how I've decorated it or how I feed people when they come to my home. All those things are markers of success. How I follow up with friends or work colleagues, what am I doing to enrich my relationships? That's success to me. So when I'm not doing it, I'm feeling, hmm, I'm not doing very well right now and I need to fix up my behavior so that I can feel that success because it does feel really good. When you're doing the things that are important to you that make your life meaningful, they equate to success. When you're working on projects at work or 
any campaign at work, anything you're working on at work, and you achieve the results that you are hoping to achieve, or even just the completion of the project is the success in itself. That is something to behold and to remember as really important to you. And I absolutely urge you to take this exercise really seriously. Don't berate yourself. Take time to really consider whether when you're at that end of life moment, how are you going to reflect back on your life, your achievements and what you feel you have actually achieved? Have you left the world a better place? What have you done to leave the world a better place? What have you shown your children, your colleagues, your friends, other people, you know, social media, whatever? What have you done to influence? What have you done to inspire? Because that's the stuff that's going to make you feel really good. That's the stuff that today will make you feel really fulfilled. That's the stuff that will help you take the pressure off yourself from achieving things that you might have liked to achieve at some point, but don't necessarily have to be achieved in order to equate to you being a success. Think about success now with this new perspective of your mortality. I know it sounds depressing, but the whole point of reframing how we've seen things is to make it better for us. There's nothing wrong with knowing the truth. I know it's scary, but scary can be good. I just want to insert a side note here. We have absolutely no control over what will happen to us, to our loved ones, or to anything else at any given time. But if we live as if each day matters, we actually begin to live. If we lead our lives to feel successful and fulfilled each day, we're winning at life. Even the smallest things matter because they give you a sense of achievement. I mopped the bathroom floors this morning before finishing my morning coffee. Now that made my day just that little bit easier. And every time I've used the bathroom since, I felt really proud of myself for taking the initiative and just getting on and doing it. Otherwise, I would have probably left it for later and inevitably not done it for a number of reasons. It's like getting a LinkedIn request from a person you admire and feeling proud of yourself for sending the connection request. It's like shopping for homes in a destination you would love to live in and learning what it might take to achieve it. Whether big or small, clue here is that the small things are the ones that will actually have the most profound effect on transforming your life. If you can slow down a bit in your day and fathom what your life currently looks like, you should hopefully see that even without all of the things that you want to achieve, you're still doing pretty well. Try these to help you deepen your understanding of how much time is left and what you want to do with that time. The first one is, what do I really want to do? For years, I have wanted to move to Spain and live in a big, luxurious, beautiful villa. I mean, I can see this villa down to what we're eating for breakfast, where my office is, how my desk is set up, the swimming pool, the kids' bedrooms, like all the details. But now that I've had another baby, I'm not sure I have enough time to do all the work that will bring in the money to be able to achieve it. Then I thought to myself, do I want to live in Spain or do I want to travel? Turns out, I want to travel. I want us to travel as a family. That's how I want us to live our lives. So ask yourself, 
what do I really want? The second question is, what am I willing to do to achieve my goals? Now, this question is about our habits, our comfort zones, our fears. It's about boundaries, discipline, and consistency. It's about making bold decisions. So be brutally honest with yourself. What am I willing to do to achieve my goals? Third question is, what support do I need to help me realize these goals? I've got a few great friends who are equally as ambitious as me. Whenever we're together, everything that we want to achieve is totally achievable. But when I'm with others who might be even doing better than me financially, they question why we want to do the things that we do. Now, I don't defend myself because I finally understand that success is whatever you decide success is. Working a nine to five isn't my idea of success, no matter how much it pays. Living in Bali for three months of the year is. Having the time to indulge in my kids' hobbies is a success for me. Spending time being completely present with my friends and family is success to me. If I'm stressed from my nine to five, how can I do that? And that's my lived experience. I've worked nine to fives. I've been in that game. And I didn't have time and I wasn't fully present for my relationships. And honestly, on the other side of it, I am suffering as a result of that not being able to cope with my relationships or creating meaningful relationships with people. The support you need might be through your relationships or from a professional, like a coach. Now, my coach charges a hundred grand to work with him one-on-one for a whole year. One hundred dollars. That's a bold price tag. But if I wanted to achieve his level of success, I would pay that because he is brilliant at what he does. Now, I've only spent a few thousand with him so far, but I'm happy to drink the Kool-Aid and do more with him every single year because each time I do, I elevate to a higher level. My business does really well. My clients do even better. My relationships are better and my pace of life slows down just that little bit more. So wherever you can see some value in getting support, get the support. You can't do it all yourself. Don't be afraid to rely on others to help you accomplish your goals. That's a quote from Oprah, the queen of success in so many different ways. I mean, if she needs help, you don't need to be too proud to get it too. I want to share an excerpt with you from Robin Sharma's The Greatness Guide. It sums up beautifully why success is a brilliant word. Who made success a dirty word? Too many people believe there's something wrong with aiming to be really successful. Too many people put down productive achievement. Too many people snicker at go-getters who set their goals and then devote themselves to realising them. I've heard it a lot these days, the suggestion that if you strive for success, you must not be all that concerned about making a difference and being significant. It's almost as if being a goal-getter is incompatible with being compassionate, socially conscious, and a good person. Nonsense. Here's my take on the success versus significance issue. An extraordinary life contains both. The essence of life is balance. 
Without success, I have a sense that the best part of you will feel a little hollow. Part of what makes us human is the hunger to realise our greatest gifts and to live life fully. We were built to be great. And high achievement is simply a reflection of creativity in action. The more worthwhile things you're doing, the more of your natural creativity you'll be unleashing. So success is a creative act. It's also one of the best routes to fulfillment if blended with a healthy respect for work-life balance. I found that few things feel as great as the feeling I get when I complete something really worthwhile. Doing important things promotes happiness, success awakens joy, and yet without significance, I believe that we will feel that we have walked the planet in vain. Success alone, without feeling that you've made a meaningful contribution, will leave your heart feeling empty. There's nothing wrong with being an elite performer or taking the steps required to become remarkable in the work you do and the way you live. Success is actually a reflection of healthy self-esteem. But while you chase success, I urge you to stay devoted to elevating the lives you touch and leaving your world better than you found it. That's the significance piece. And with both, you'll discover your greatest life. Success really isn't a dirty word. By reframing the meaning of success at different points in our lives is what helps us to thrive as human beings and what helps us leave the world a better place than how we experienced it. Thank you for listening to the Self Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful for a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. For more information, please visit pujamaclimont.com. Sending love and talk to you soon.